will fix you. Hello and welcome to We Will Fix You. Winter draws in, the solstice approaches, and we huddle by the fire. The weak of us with our backs on the outside as meaty placations to the things in the dark. Now, the department has asked us to remind you that it's time to make your festive chutneys. This year's focus, allspice. We can't help you with the recipes, but if you do have questions, you can write to us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com. One tender soul has written to us this week with a question of manners. Joining me to fix it. Dave Conthry, psychopomp to the stars. Good evening. I am Roger Hart, the government's new spellings of czar, czar. The jury's still out on CZ. And this is Miss Lucy Boys, who is soft and velvety like a horse's nose. Good evening. Yes. Our question. Yo, fixin' folks. Gifts are hard. I mean, that's basically it. Some people seem to have a knack for picking sensitive, thoughtfully chosen gifts, but for me it's just a chore. I slouch through packed Christmas high streets and frantically click around Amazon, hoping inspiration will strike. It never does, and everyone gets books, gin, or jumpers. Some people like those things, but mostly I just feel like I'm going through the motions and resenting it all the while. Is there a way to make it easier? How do you even... gifts? Should I just stop? Thank you. Ms. Boys. I mean, first off, you're not necessarily doing anything wrong. From what I can tell, the majority of people like books, gin and jumpers. Are you actually getting complaints about this or are you merely feeling bad about yourself? I think it's also worth noting that being amazing at thoughtful gifts is a form of emotional labour. It's, a, you know, the skill at that is different for everyone, but so are social expectations around it. You know, doing emotional labour is often a choice, but in this case, it's often easier to choose not to if you're a dude than if you're a lady. But I think regardless of your gender, it is okay for you to choose not to put a lot of effort into this if it is not something that you genuinely care about. It's okay to stop, it's okay to wuss out and get vouchers, donate to charity for people instead of gifts, or ask them what they want, ask them to make you a list. You, you get to be burnt out on gifts for one holiday season, or several, or all of them, it's, it's up to you. So I'd, I'd say start by thinking about what gifts actually mean to you and to the people you're buying for. Is it an expression of affection, a way of giving people in your life stuff they might never buy for themselves, a way of imparting your likes and your cultural stuff to the people you love? Is it something you do because you feel obliged to? I think it's okay to have conversations along the lines of, hey, I'm really short on ideas and time this year. Is there anything you'd particularly like for Christmas? Or if that's really taboo in your group of humans, ask their next closest humans for ideas. So either mind them or mind their close loved ones for ideas. You can also announce that you're not doing gifts this year and donate to charity instead, or give token gifts and then a charity donation, you know, everyone gets a small food item or something. You can say, hey, I don't want anything this year and I'm feeling burnt out on gift giving, do you mind if we don't? This is not somewhere where you can control other people's reactions though, so I think it's for you to know if your family and friends are particularly gift entitled or particularly Christmas oriented, you know, you might get some pushback. You are totally allowed to ask this question, but you kind of don't get to put it back in the box if it doesn't work out. So I'd say use your judgement about the people around you before you pull that one out as an option. But if that's if that won't fly, if not at all is not a choice, then just please ask people what they want. It's My family have always done this and I can't understand why you wouldn't do that. It is literally the easiest way to make sure everyone gets something they want. And if they, if they come back and say, well, you're supposed to know me well enough to know exactly what I would like, that's forcing emotional labour onto mm. you that you get to choose not to perform if you don't want to. 
there was an article in the uh, the Daily Mash about bad secret Santa gifts, mm. and one of the suggestions was just a plain white mug. And the idea was to stop anyone ever asking you to do Secret Santa again. Mm. And I kind of think that if someone forces the emotional labour back on you, they get a plain white mug. This is how my mum got out of ever making the tea in her first job. She never made tea for herself, and they were like, make the tea. And they gave her a big urn, and she put like 30 tea bags in it, and it was undrinkable. <laughs> and they never asked her to do it again. So yes, I think be bad at it on purpose is another strong option. I, um, I substantially agree with the boys. I think there are a few kind of things you can do, but there is an emotional labour component. I'm a lot more timid about wussing out. My, my partner um, feels, again, there's, there's just less of a sort of Christmas expectation in his household. Mm. And he's a lot better about oh, A few weeks ago, he said, oh, well, I might not get my dad anything this year because he never seems to really care. And that would be completely taboo in my family, but it, it works fine for him. So, yeah, know where the lines are and it can be okay to do that. In some people's case, I guess, just having a, a long-standing history of being incredibly low-functioning protects you from some of the consequences. But um, there's all of the, I read some advice about this online, and there's all the stuff about knowing people and making lists and asking, and, and it, it works. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's sort of hard work. So the things that... Well, I don't really have a good solution to this problem. I always get into a panic every year. The thing I try to do, and I'm far better at it for birthdays than Christmas for some reason, I think it's just that with Christmas it all comes at once. You have to, yeah, it's, it's everyone's stacked on top of everyone. I mean, well, I don't know what your Christmas is like, but that's not literal in our case. Mm. Uh, but yeah, having to do it for everyone all at once, it's, it's a pain in the dick. The thing, the thing I try to do is make notes through the year. So I have a note in, um, in OneNote, and I try and do it both ways. I have lists of people and try and note down things that they've said they might like or showed interest in. And if I find objects I think are interesting that maybe someone would like, I try and note them down. So the one that basically everyone's getting this year is the new book about kind of objects that shape the world from Quartz, the news site. Gorgeous coffee table book. Just buy everyone that. Um, the thing that I don't do, and I'm terrible at this, and this is, you know, why I always get into a panic. I don't keep the notes updated and I don't remember things or, you know, sometimes people don't express desires for things. Mm. The, the thing that I, I thought might be worthwhile is Kickstarter. So you could go on a blitz early in the year because things take a, a while to arrive. Kickstarter things are often short runs, very distinctive, easily searchable by character. Sometimes people will have wished they backed it but missed it. And you're kind of supporting, often supporting small independent creators. So thinking of things that your humans vaguely like, that's probably a navigate, like at a really broad level, that's probably a navigation category on Kickstarter. Just go and have a snout around in like June or August or something and back some shit that you vaguely think might be loosely appropriate. It's Maybe February. Mm. That gives you the having it come to you thing. You know, there isn't, you can't search Amazon by slightly racist dad, but you can search Kickstarter by, well, you uh, can. I mean, you, I mean, you just, just navigate to a Jeremy Clarkson book and look at the people who like this also bought section. Yeah. But, you know, Kickstarter, you can find your rough categories. and So that, that's, my, that's my top tip. But as with all these things, they require planning. And you're fucked if it's last minute. Now, the usual standby is money. That's okay. It is okay. A lot of advice says it seems lazy because yada, 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 it's the thought that counts. And there's something particularly, you know, monetary about money but that invites people to ask, is this all you... Yeah. And good humans won't do that, but we all know a lot of bad humans and we all know a lot of very, very fragile people and I, for why, am one. I mean, I, I won't judge you if you give me money as a gift, but I'll feel super awkward about the fact that you've given me money. Um... So, what's like money, but a bit less and less lazy? And a lot, of, a lot of gift advice also talks about giving experiences or giving things to do, things that live a bit longer. A kind of 
you know, something homemade, something crafty, mm -hmm. and something that builds in that kind of gift that keeps on giving. What's a bit like money but that? Their own personal fork of Bitcoin. So you mean not, not Bitcoin as in the currency, no. You want to set up a separate blockchain, yes, and presumably like a logo with their face on it, yes. like a coin with their exactly. face on it, exactly. Like Coinye, the um, 2014 abortive Kanye, Kanye West cryptocurrency. Yes, not by Kanye by any no, stretch. No, no, I'm, I'm guessing it was by stoners. <laughs> so. For those that don't know, I'm going to give a very brief, very bad explanation of Bitcoin. Bitcoin is an online currency designed to be decentralized, dreamt up by mad techno-libertarians who think that central banks or monetary policy is evil and that you can solve everything without, with algorithms. They're not entirely idiots and it's semi-successful, but there's a lot of idiocy hanging off the fringes. And what a blockchain is, is a, a set of calculations, a ledger effectively, distributed across multiple computers across a peer-to-peer -peer network. And in order to validate it, the computers need to do work. In order to get the computers to do work, you give them incentives, and this is kind of how it starts to work as a currency. Because you can generate new currency by effectively solving puzzles, solving cryptographic puzzles that are exponentially hard to generate new Bitcoins out of the ether. And you can earn money as a node operator for validating transactions, spending your compute time to say this transaction that is attempting to run across the network is validated. And every now and then, basically, the network cuts off a slice, a block, and says this is a validated chunk of its history. So you have a persistent, distributed, transactional history that can be used to run a currency. That's probably a really bad explanation. But the point of it is that the, um, the underlying thing is a set of fairly simple, fairly public code that rests on hard cryptography to store a transactional history and create a virtual currency. It's quite successful at the moment. Bitcoin passed, I think, $16,000 mm -hmm. today, this week, sometime. And various people have forked various currencies. So if you browse the list of cryptocurrencies on Wikipedia, you can see a few notable examples like Dogecoin, which appeared, or Dogecoin. 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 What are you going to do? What are you going to do when it comes for you? Dogecoin. Um, it appeared in 2013 and um, has a total nominal market capitalization of $200 million. People uh, did actually use it. Have we really been putting up with this shit for that long? Oh, yep. yes. Oh, longer. Coinier, we mentioned. Titcoin, 2014, um, a cryptocurrency aimed at the adult entertainment industry, not widely adopted. Um, and then, of course, there's Ethereum, which has its own special problems, namely being the purest distillation to date of tech bro utopian bullshit. It's basically a cryptocurrency for the awful libertarians that got to Neil Stevenson before Ayn Rand. Cryptocurrencies have been referred to, I think, beautifully. I can't remember who originally did this as Dunning-Kruger-Rands. The thing is, people don't always use the gifts you give them. They kind of appreciate them. They, they might enjoy them. So what you're going to do is you're going to spend a little bit of time. You're going to fork it off GitHub or wherever the hell the latest version of the latest source is. Whack it on a USB stick or something. Get some nice wrappers. And you might want to set up a very simple website. Again, you can just do it off WordPress or something. Give it some artwork. Maybe their face on a coin. It, doesn't, it could be a shit MS Paint job. Again, the thought that counts. You put in some craft work. But yeah, if you, if you can't... This is endlessly customizable because different people can have different ones. They can have different names. Yeah, just make them a cryptocurrency. If anyone listening wants their own cryptocurrency, I will design a logo for it. Seriously, Is you there set a it limit up on the number of people who will take you up on that offer that you're I willing to entertain. Think the first five. Good. The first five stupid cryptocurrencies. I'll, I'll do a logo for six if you somehow theme it around this show. And 
The great thing is, don't worry if no one will originally accept this, because you can just go onto one of the forums full of nutters, and eventually you'll find a taker. True. We should do our own fixed coins. Mm. Oh. No. <laughs> Fair. Mr. Connery, show us what you've got. So I've got a lot of notes here around what you're trying to achieve with gift giving and making lists, but you've already covered that, so cheese. Just buy them a big fucking chunk of cheese. I'm in. Same. Yeah. Everyone it's likes cheese. a stinky cheese. secret Santa here at We Will Fix You. Yeah. Well, you can get a mild cheese. I mean, God fucking help you if you get me a mild cheese, but... Um, He'll cut you. I've seen him cut on people. Only the sweatiest cheeses, Mr. Carver. I will slice on you if it's anything less strong than a five-year-old cheddar. I want it smelly, hard, and wrinkled like a seeing two from Rupert Murdoch. Anyway, if they don't like cheese, cut them out of your life. Those are useless, useless people. So there we are. That's it. So lists or cheese. So that seems pretty easy, right? Mm-hmm. Even even my lactose intolerant partner actually likes cheese, so I think this is pretty bulletproof. That's just mocking him. Um, but yeah, people don't come to us for easy. They come to us for comprehensive answers. So I'm going to take inspiration from my childhood in the 1980s, where we had Crystal Maze and uh, Challenger Annika and random treasure hunts in books and video games that extend into the real world. For all the people who you can't think of something for, get them random shit from around your house or just vaguely arcane looking decorations and attach cryptic numbers to them or cryptic phrases. Uh, Anything that comes to you really, doesn't matter what, just record who you gave what to, what was attached to it, and uh, and store that somewhere, and just tell them it'll all make sense in time. Then you've basically you've bought yourself a, a bit of breathing room to come up with what's next. You've also given yourself a theme for next time, narrows it down, right? And you have eliminated the buying problem for a lot of fussy people or people who you don't necessarily know what to get. And then you get weird with it. Then you start to build up a narrative around the thing. Then you start to give coordinates, make it abundantly clear that they need to collaborate to figure out what's going on. Maybe get something actually valuable and bury it somewhere and have the entire thing be a giant cryptographic hunt for the truth that gradually builds towards the unearthing of this thing. It's been done before. It was, like I say, really common in game design in the 80s. There were a couple of really big uh, best-selling books that, that had a promise of treasure attached to them, a uh, thing buried somewhere, and a couple of video games did the same thing. So not only have you solved it for one year, you've solved it for as many years as you want until you actually get sick of this shit and decide to wrap it up or decide that you've started a cult. Uh, based around it. I mean, a lot of our advice comes down to psychologically scar someone or start a religion. Uh, and this is this is no different. For good reason as well. Those are yeah. the most effective ways to interface with other humans. Exactly. And if you get recognised as a religion, you can claim back the taxes on them. So keep the receipts. It is good advice. And with that fixed, and the dark receding slightly, we bid you farewell on this chill night. And remember, the greatest gift of all to our hungry souls is your questions. Or quite a lot of money.
You can send either to wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com. Ta-da! Yes, I understand that your insides are They've drawn more out your fluid than you would perhaps want. Oh, the guts are fine. It's just, it's just the old kind of. That wasn't a bum trouble. They're not all bum trouble. I have. I thought depths. it was bum trouble as well. Yeah. He has oh, depths. No, no, you're, 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 you're just yeah, drummers. Drummers in the teams. <laughs> you're a one gag bum trouble guy. That's how we think of you. I'm sorry, it's true. true.